This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, the crazies. Fear thy neighbor. I have absolutely nothing, so just, I guess, fuck you, I guess. I don't know. Nothing. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. You're a liar. I'm Hotlanta. And I'm Troy. And we watched The Crazies. They were tripping. The, the 2000 somethings crazies. Not the 1970-somethings. Yeah. Crazies. This one was set in fictional Pierce County, Iowa, in a fictional town of Ogden Marsh. It was pissing distance of where Troy was from. Yeah, not terribly far away from where I grew up. Nowhere near Cedar Rapids, but we'll look we'll into that later. Spoiler alert. I guess. I guess so. Cedar Rapids oil alert. alert. Spoilers. Quit looking at me! Shut up! Read your books! Yeah, I need several for this movie. So, Chris, how does this podcast begin oh we already did that thing from the starting well i don't know like this movie starts two days ahead of the beginning i don't remember that's that. some kind of weird future talk and i don't like it no like the, the the opening of the movie is like a house on fire car on fire cars on main street on fire banner on fire burning down and then it says two days earlier Oh, yeah. He's some kind of time burglar. Huh. It's a Doctor Who episode. He's related to the Hamburglar. Yep, the time burglar. That's not funny, Chris. It's not funny. It's a serious accusation. (laughs) Read your book. So anyway, this movie... You've already said that. ...starts up... The beginning. At at the beginning. I said it! Mm -hmm. John Amplis... Board the subway. Fuck the police. So anyway, we're uh we're in small town, and the local uh constable, the local constable, <laughs> is off to watch a stickball game. That's it's a cricket. The, fucking stupid. What's wrong with you? The ewes are playing cricket. I guess is Thank what's you. happening. Yeah, and doing a terrible and, uh, job of it because it resembles baseball far more than cricket. <laughs> Whatever. No, they're playing a game of rounders, Chris. Oh, they're following the official Knickerbocker rules, <laughs> as outlined in the early 1900s. Yep. They're playing uh, the. They're playing against the team from Lenox, Iowa. Lemons. I thought it said lemons. No, it was Lenox. No, I'm pretty sure it was lemons. I'm a hundred percent certain it was Lenox. Their mascot was a. Oh. Big lemon on legs. It was it was a lemon, uh, oddly enough. Crazy being a lemon. <laughs> What's weird was the mascot was uh, a cherry. It didn't make sense. I said lemon. I uh, know, I know. I know. That's why the cherry doesn't make sense, Brett. No, it's lemon! Uh-huh. So, uh, anyway, they're playing some sort of sport ball. Mmm, sport ball. And, uh... 
a man wanders in from the outfield. Oh, oh, the shotgun peak. Yeah. And the uh, local constable is like, oh, I got this, guys. Don't worry. It's just shotgun Pete. You know how he likes to show up with shotguns. He's he's been drinking liquor out of his shotgun again. Yep, he shotguns his liquor. He's fucking wild, dude. And uh, the constable's like, hey, buddy, it's okay. We're just having a fun sports ball match. You don't need no shotguns, you damn drunk. It was cricket. Rounders. But old uh, Shotgun Pete, he disagrees. So He's he, too hammered. He levels his shotgun at him, so the constable shoots him, and he dies instantly. Yep, probably from the I mean, shot. I mean, because Chris, constables don't kill people. Guns kill people. It's the and he shot him with a gun, so he died. Technically, I blame the bullet. I blame the gunpowder. I blame, I blame the blasting cap. I mean, blasting cap. Uh-huh. Hail Satan. Go ahead, Chris. Read your book. Well, the thing is, in the Knickerbocker rules, it's not against the rules to shoot a dude if he's got a shotgun. It's I'll actually... punch you right in the Knickerbocker if you don't read your book. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, so we'll just have to punch till we get to it. Uh, it's going to take a while because I don't own any Knickerbockers, so... It's a part of you. <laughs> Certainly not. I know I'm supposed to yes-add things, but... Look it up! No. I was just kidding. Go ahead. Read your book. Someone do some research. Just kidding. So, uh... He shoots a guy. And, guy uh, dies. And they think it's because he's a, a dumb drunk. The... The family is not happy on account of he's been going around, I guess, saying that old Tipsy McStagger was uh, drunk. But he'd been sober for a good solid, like, month and a half or so. Yeah. And so Mrs. Tipsy McDrunk and uh, Wobbly McDrunk, her son, uh, both are offended that they would say that Tipsy McDrunk was drunk. You know. Shotgun Pete. Sure. Right. Yes, shotgun Pete. And then we also have a lovely scene at the local clinic. Yeah, where uh, Mrs. Constable had VD. Silent Hill. I'm sorry, Silent Faith Hill. Weird, I like it. Uh Uh-huh. Say that. That. Not goddammit, I will come across this couch. Gross, don't do that. (laughs) No, not like that. I mean, that's a pretty good range. Oh! No! <laughs> gotta edit that out in post. Nope. <laughs> I meant yeah. to hit you. There's, a, there's only one thing Chris does in post, and that's move stuff from before the episode to after the episode. <laughs> yeah, I ain't edited shit in years, and I ain't starting today, boys. <laughs> By post, he means click. So, anyway. Shit. What, what was going on before you threatened to ejaculate across my couch? <laughs> uh, Dr. Know. Silent Faith Hill uh, is notified is by Caitlin Snow ejaculate, that... Ejaculate. I don't know anything else. That she has to go take care of her sick grandma or something, and Dr. Silent Faith Hill is like, no, I know that you're dating one of the boys on the, on the sports ball team, so you should go watch some sports ball. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody comes into the, the clinic and he's been suffering from general malaise or something. Probably tripping. And uh, Dr. Faith Hill's like, what's the problem? Dr. Silent Faith Hill? Silent Faith Jesus Hill. Fucking Christ. There we go. I, I apologize. Get your shit together, dude. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it sounds good. You're just sleepy or whatever. It's fine. This is fine. This is all fine. Just go about your business. Don't be a monster now. See ya. Turns out, though, funny story, that uh, Dr. Silent Faith Hill released a a guy what has problems. Monsterism. Yeah. Also, she's married to uh, Tim Tim McGraw Oliphant, the the constable. Constable. So, um, old Sleepy heads home and uh, starts up the combine and just lets it run like you do. You gotta warm it yeah. up before you start combining. And his wife goes and like stands in front of the combine, which it wasn't really a combine; it was more of a thresher, but. Uh, that might be some uh, Matt Alex level of nitpicking, but yeah, I wish you go stands in front of it. Like, what are you doing? Like anyone who has any sense at all does not stand in front of a piece of machinery that can suddenly lurch forward and suck them into like killer rotating blades. Right. Yeah. I've never seen one of those, but I don't think I would attempt to reason with it. If, if I had one running in my barn. Yeah. I'd but then go- she, but then she door. goes around the side of it like a like a smart person, and then finds out there's no one in the cab. First, you have to argue with the giant spinning blades, and then well, yeah, you check I mean, the cab. Does she, you think uh, about it that way, Chris? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I guess. So anyway, back to your book reading. So she heads inside to make sure everything's okay inside, you know, because of reasons, and uh. Turns out, old Sleepy is uh, up to no good. And by no good, I mean he's uh, dousing everything in gasoline because he's going to burn his family alive. He's fine. Well, yeah, because when she goes back inside, she can't find her son. And so she's like running around the house screaming his name. And then he kind of just wanders in, up behind her like, hey, mom, what's up? Like, I'm sorry. If my mom was running, the house, running around the house screaming my name, I probably would like... I said, uh, hey, mom, I'm over here at some point, as opposed to just be like, well, what's going on, mom? Why, why are you screaming? What's going on? And then she grabs him and pulls him into a room and closes the door. They go into their panic closet because Sleepy Pants is coming after him. And yeah, and then like, so he burns the house down, but like they're turning the knob on the door. The door won't open, even though no one locked the door. No, he locked him in. Did he? Yeah. Did I? Did I miss that part? Yes. Okay. That makes more sense then, because I was kind of like, the fuck, why can't they get out of that door? I believe my remark was, ah, it's their tomb now. (laughs) That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad I was wrong about that, because that that made the movie worse for me. Yeah, Chris, get your shit together. I'll try. uh, Gather it all together in one place, Chris? Maybe maybe form it into something while you're at it? Yeah. Like some, some sort, sort of, of shit man. Or pile. A shit man. Yes, I like that. <laughs> we need to have more shit men in this world. 
Yeah, Christian LeBlanc, don't take that as a suggestion, please. And made it poo! Anyway. So the constable gets the call that there's been a horrific crime, so he says, Oh, I better get my wife and have her come. Oh, it's just a double murder arson. Get out of here. To this active crime scene. Define horrible. Well, I mean, she can't sleep anyway because her husband's going to a crime scene. So she's like, oh, I'll just go with you. Because he's constable. And uh, old uh, Sleepy there, he's just kind of whistling some weird song. Yep. Yep. Post-arson murder song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. So they uh, they take him to the local... Uh, Deleterium? Sure. Yeah, cop shop. And they lock him up. Right in the Incarcerarium. Meanwhile, a bunch of people are out hunting for unspecified animals. Yes. Through a rattlesnake through deer. A, through a marsh, which I was like, at first I was like, there's no place like that in Iowa. And I was like, well, nope, nope, there are marshes in Iowa. But... That didn't look like an Iowa marsh. Fair enough. Fair it, enough. it didn't. I think it was actually shot in, like, Louisiana or something. But They, uh, they find themselves a corpse complete with parachute. Yeah, and then and the music made sure to have a really big loud sting when they pulled the face out of the water. Because what the fuck else is attached to a parachute? in the water other than a person. Like, why would you like be like, oh my God, it's a person. You're like, well, fuck yeah, it's something strapped into a parachute. There's really only one thing that straps itself into a parachute, and that's a person. Why is this shocking to you? I mean, it was a corpse. Whenever I find a dead Still. body in the woods, I always hear some sort of piercing noise from the heavens. Yeah. I was like, these guys are way overreacting to this dead body, but... <laughs> And, uh, anyway. turns out that local... She's infectious now you're saying it. Lo- local guy... You're a bad influence. ...had said something earlier about how he heard a plane crash or some shit. Yep. So, it turns out there is a plane crash, and it is a big plane, apparently. Yeah, like a ginormous plane. I was like, hmm. I don't know how that fit in that that marsh, but hey. It perfectly. Yeah. I, I have issues with this movie. It's just good due to geography in general. <laughs> well aimed plane crash. Yeah. And yeah, so there's like Yeah, so there's like like a like a like a B fifty two size plane that crashed, or like a what is it? The C whatever that the they have, the cargo plane that the military uses. Yeah, it's got it's got like several propellers and stuff. Rock lobster. Yeah. Yes, the the C rock lobster, Brett, yes. Rock lobster. Ooh. Yeah. I believe there was a hot pants explosion on it, and that's what took it down. So, uh, Sheriff and his deputy, Squirrely. Squirrely Dan. They, uh, they head back to the cop shop, because they're going to try to get to the bottom of all this plane crash nonsense. And they see, uh, old Sleepy. He's, uh, kind of being weird. And generally unconscious on the ground. Well, first he's playing statue. Right. But that was before 
the other parts. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's it's probably was. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of wondered why the sheriff didn't grab a poking stick to to poke him when he was lying there on the ground in the cell to make sure he was dead. Really, Dan was just going to bust in there like it, he wasn't going to probably get killed. Yeah, and then the, then uh, Tim Tim McGraw Oliphant's like, uh, why don't we uh, not just open the door to the jail cell because the guy's lying on the floor? Because you know protocol. He looked probably dead. So, uh, turns out, no matter how he looked, he was My not dead at all. My told me that what? if you're not for sure if it's dead or not, don't unlock the cage. Yeah, you poke it with a stick. So, you grab yourself a good poking stick, and you poke at it. Or a rock if you don't have a stick. Throw it at it. Hey, you know, any port in the store. So, anyway. Anyway. anyway <laughs> Boner jinx! Oh, no. Got you good, you fucker. <laughs> so, uh, the constable and Squirrely Dan try to make varying forms of uh, communication to the outside world. But they don't have any. Nope, no oh, telephones. Sorry. They ain't got none. No I love how he apparently has a phone signal detector. Because who the fuck's phone flashes in big letters? No, no signal. signal. <laughs> 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 I was like, what the fuck is this? Is that his phone? Whose phone just flashes a big there's No signal. No signal. I'm like, really? That's that's not how phones work. My phone has a slide out keyboard. <laughs> that it does. But does it ever flash no signal very brightly when you don't have a signal? Can't say that it does. Yeah. So uh Well the constable heads home for the night because what's he gonna do? Call people? You mean Tim McGraw Oliphant? Yes, him. Constable yep. McGraw, Oliphant. Yeah, he didn't go to the, the community college for right, six so weeks to get a sheriff's degree to be called Mr. Constable. So, uh, he's turned in for the night, and uh, Dr. Silent Face Hill hears a ruckus from their barn, or garage, or whatever the hell it is. The garage barn. And, uh... You don't know anything. Shed. That's a big fucking shed, dude. (laughs) Yeah, well, they grow them big out there in the country, Fred. One of them 50-foot pole sheds. (laughs) Yeah. And the, uh, turns out all the ruckus was being caused by the military, who have showed up to get all the townsfolk corralled at the local high school or whatever the hell it is. Oh, you missed the whole, uh, visit to the morgue, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I don't yeah. remember any of that. We should rewind a touch. Just a skosh. Make a rewinding noise, Chris. Rewind noise. <laughs> <laughs> a sick Foley uh, work, huh, guys? Yeah, cool. to where uh, a constable, Tim McGraw Oliphant, goes to the morgue to visit the uh, the morgue doctor to find out about the, the toxicology screening on Drunky Mc shotgun and the two burned corpses from the the firehouse. Oh yeah, and he cut that guy's mouth hole open. Well, cuz he part. goes there and like somebody's eyes and mouth are sewn shut. He's like, that seems weird. And then he goes and opens and moves the the shroud off of someone on another body and it's a live body 
with its mouth sewn shut. And he's like, huh, that's weird. Let me cut the uh, the threads here so that you your mouth is no longer sewn shut. And uh, yes. it's just in time for uh, the the preacher man who was all, you know, mouth sewn to say behind you, where the uh, medical examiner slash mortician guy might be the same the guy, mo- might not. Yeah, the morgue doctor guy. Mortician examiner. Yeah, so mortician examiner. He uh, flips out and tries to bone saw him in the face. Oh yeah, that's pretty sweet, dude. If I had a nickel. And they have a little tussle. Yeah. Bit of a scrap. I was kind of wondering why he... So at some point, he gets a hold of the cord, and the bone saw is like right there near the cord. Why didn't he just use the bone saw to cut the cord to the bone saw? Because he had to cut him in the face with the choking. Yeah, because otherwise blood wouldn't have spurted everywhere. And then he almost lost his genitals. Yeah, yeah, he almost takes a bone saw to the boner. He did have a pretty good razor going with that bone saw coming at it, but, you know, I would. Yeah, I mean, it's a fear boner. Probably. It happens. Probably. And uh, Squirrely saves the day by stepping out of the cord and unplugging it. Yep. Yeah. Call Squirrely Dan. Yep. So now we're back to military intervention. Yes. America's favorite pastime. Yep. And uh, they get corralled to the local high school. I like Squirrely Dan's first question when he sees all the dudes in fucking camouflage show up. Yeah. Who is this? Well, it's <laughs> probably not the U.S. military. All these people in military garb and vehicles. <laughs> What's up with all this U.S. military stuff? Who are these says U.S. Army. Black helicopters and camouflaged Humvees. I wonder who these people what are. Is this some kind of U.S.? Military? It, this bake sale is very aggressive. Why are these It's Operation so Jade mad? Helmet. Is this Fallout? <laughs> so, uh, they're at the school and they're getting forced through various tents and such and they're getting screened. They get blacklighted to check for semen. semen. Yep. <laughs> Which is important. The thermometer stuck in their ear. Yeah. Ear if you're lucky. And apparently, if you have a slight fever, you get carted off to seatbelt strapped out land. Put her in the hole. Yeah. And I will say, as soon as that happened, as soon as uh, Dr. Silent Faith Hill got got segregated out because she had a fever, I turned to my wife and said, I'll bet she's pregnant. That's why she's running, like, uh, elevated body temperature. And turns out I'm right. She was smuggling a small person inside of her. She kept it there, away from a the mul- authorities. A, a multicellular being. So, uh, it turns out that, uh, Tim, whatever the hell. Constable Tim McGraw Oliphant. Constable. Yeah. He's in the clear, so he gets put into the, uh, the what pen? you call it? The, the cattle trailer thing. <laughs> Oh, the yeah. old cattle car. Yeah. Yeah. After he gets knocked out because he didn't care much for his wife being taken off the seatbelt gurney land. Nope, they had to give him a mild sedative. Is that what we call a like a gun butt to the head? <laughs> yes. the whipping. The fastest yeah. sedative. <laughs> and he gets shipped off to the local truck stop where they're just bussing people off. They're like, yeah, it's fine. Here, have a bracelet. You're good. Get on the bus. See you. Here's a bracelet. 
So uh, he's like, man, I, he meets up with his buddy, guy from town, and he's like, man, where's your wife and kids? He's like, I don't know. Fuck this. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. They can go to hell. I, I do like this line because he's like, because the guy's like, why are you going back for your wife? He's like, I'm not going to answer that. And I won't ask you why you're not going back for yours. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's like, fuck you, dude. Like, why don't you care about your family? <laughs> So he heads back to the cop shop so he can get some uh, cop guns. Yep. Only all the cop guns are gone. But they didn't take his secret stash. Yeah. In his secret secret desk. His secret... Inside the secret desk in his secret office. Is it like a desk? Like, inside the other desk? No, it's like the desk that's in his office in a drawer that is unlocked... He opens it up, and then there's a locked box in there that has his gun in it. I mean, there's there's one lock. There's absolutely nothing secret about this whole situation. They just didn't open a goddamn desk drawer. So he he opens up his goddamn desk drawer, unlocks the lock box in it, the the lock box, and uh, pulls out his gun and starts to load it. And then he, he hears a noise, and it's... Oh, look, it's Squirrely Dan. Squirrely Dan. Deputy. Deputy Squirrely Dan. Doing squirrelish things. Yeah, with his guns. And they decide to go look for a ride out of town. Yep. Well, actually, no, or is this where they go? They're going to go try to get a hold of uh, Dr. Silent Faith Hill. And as they head towards the uh the the high school where they are keeping the seat belted people uh is this where the 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 pickup truck drives through the uh the fenced in area where they're storing people yeah yes where they're going to go get her yeah yeah but the the pickup is unrelated though it's yeah. it's just people who have contracted the but whatever the hell. The crazy. Yeah. And it turns out that uh from what I could see, the fence wasn't real helpful because about twelve people managed to knock a chunk of it over. Well, I mean the whole thing is like you have a bunch of military people there watching you. You can't really take down the fence. But as soon as they're distracted by the people driving through it, you can go take down another piece of the fence that they're not looking at. Yeah. I guess so. But all hell breaks loose. People are running around, military shooting, not military shooting. All the people like in E.T. hazmat suits run out of the room where Dr. Silent Faith Hill is being seat belted to a gurney. Yeah, that scene definitely had an E.T. vibe going there. The whole thing where they're pushing her through the insanely sterile hallways. and Yeah, they replaced all the guns with walkie-talkies. Yeah, and she's shouting that she's not infected. She's just pregnant. Talkie is far away from it. She came with a gun. She's not infected with the crazy. She's just infected with a baby. Yeah, but that's kind of the same thing. Am I right, fellas? (laughs) (laughs) Babies are tripping. Yeah, they do a lot because they're not so good at walking. (laughs) No, they're poor walkers. They're learning. They're a little top heavy. I feel bad. So, uh, 
the military clears out and lets the crazies rule the day. And that's when uh, everybody's favorite now. medical professional shows up. Dr. Pitchfork. Yep. I would just say Dr. Oz. And when you're a, when you're a Dr. Pitchfork, you have a pitchfork every problem policy. looks like it needs a pitchfork jammed through its sternum. Yeah, and this is where my wife just noped out because she she missed the whole bone saw incident, and so she started watching it after that. And then when she got to the dude just pitchforking people through their sternum, she was like, "Nope, I'm I'm done with this movie now. I will see you later." <laughs> yeah, Chris farted a little, and we all know what happened from there. He got a boner. <laughs> Troy said it. I was just thinking it. Fart I was, boners. I was established. <laughs> You always live it. Uh, it's a medical condition. Established, sure, but it's nice to bring it up every once in a while. You know, for his self-esteem. Yeah. Book, book reader. So, uh, as Dr. Pitchfork is making his rounds of pitchforking people, old uh, Dr. Silent Fatal? Yes. She uh, decides that she really doesn't want him to murder the one girl. So she, Caitlin Snow. So she yells real loud, which apparently is enough to make him decide to not murder her and... Try to murder her instead? Yeah. Yeah, way to mix up your pronouns and antecedents there, guys. Thanks. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, Dr. Silent Faith Hill yells at Dr. Pitchfork, so that Dr. Pitchfork tries to pitchfork her instead of pitchforking Caitlin Snow. Yes. That's what we said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure it is. I'm still awake. <laughs> I mean, ha-ha! And uh, in the the very last second, she's saved by old Squirrely and the constable. Constable right Tim McGraw, Oliphant. And they're like, well, here's the plan. We're going to not be here anymore. It's being We're going to find us sucks. a vehicle and drive the fuck out of town. Doctors, too many pitchers. And thankfully, they redeemed themselves because of the original opening, establishing shot of this movie. They show these car, this car that's booted. And I was like, they don't use boots anywhere in Iowa that I've ever seen. So I'm not sure why this car is booted. And then apparently the military just booted all the cars in the area so no one could drive out, which... I was like, okay, that actually makes sense. Thank you, sure movie. The military, for a, the U.S. military? Are you sure it wasn't the Yakuza? It's possible, possible triad interference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Yakuza 0 is it's based off this movie. <laughs> I figured. So uh, they do manage to find one car that's not booted. But it looks Except, a little sketchy. What, with all the blood all over it? <laughs> yeah. And it turns out that the uh, the hunters from earlier have upped their game, and now they're hunting the most dangerous game. Badgers? Craven. Electric rabbits. Yes. All of those things. Electric flying eels. That's crazy. So the back of the truck is full of electric flying eels. And people. Dead bodies. Rabbits. Because they're basically just shooting people and stacking them in their truck. Got to put your trophy somewhere. Pardon me? <laughs> Sorry, I was just reconnecting. So, uh, 
they all take off, and the rest of team, uh, not crazy, decides that since there's no good cars here, the best bet is to head back to the constable's house where he's got some car with no tires. The old cruiser. On bro- on blocks. Yeah. So that Though way, it wasn't in his front yard, so I was confused. Yeah, where else would you put one of those if you lived on a farm? Isn't that like... Appar- apparently in the barn house. Your 50-foot pole shed. I figured they just gave you a car on blocks as like a housewarming present. Welcome to the neighborhood. Here's a dead car. <laughs> Here's a 1998 <laughs> Toyota Celica with no tires. Fuck you. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. So they uh they get there, and they split up. So old uh, Squirrely Dan and um, Caitlin Snow, Caitlin Snow, go to put the the wheels back on the car. Yep. And a uh, team uh, constable heads team, inside. Team Team Faith Hill Tim McGraw. Constable Faith Dan. Team Silent Faith Constable Hill McGraw, Tim Oliphant. Squirrely. There we go. Heads inside so they can, I don't know, gather gather supplies. But old, uh... Oh, yes, gather supplies. But old Dr. Silent Hill, whatever the hell. Silent Faith Hill. Needs to go upstairs and look wistfully at the uh, baby room that they're not going to use. Nope. Cause they got to get a tan on account of the Satan's. But turns and then out, they, and then they show a shot of her standing there in front of the crib with a lady, one of the crazy lady, a crazy lady against the wall, and then they cut away. Don't get her. Yep. So, uh, the constable heads upstairs because he hears the the mobile going. Ruckus. Yep. And sees uh, his lady friend all tied up in the chair. And you mean then, his wife? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They they could be friends too, Troy. I'm just saying, if I referred to my wife as my lady friend, she probably would have an issue with it. Well, let's let's find out. Where is she? Uh, she's downstairs watching TV. All right. We'll test this theory yeah. later. It's probably for the yes. best. <laughs> so it turns out that the crazies in the room are the mother and son of old... Uh, Shotgun Pete from earlier. Yeah. And they're there for their crazy vengeance. And they they have tied up Dr. Silent Faith Hill to a chair and gagged her. And then they put a knife through Constable Tim McGraw Oliphant's hand. And he's uh, stabbed in the head and getting choked. Yep. Garroted even. And he does make a pretty solid move where he uh, pulls the knife out and then shanks Mama crazy in the fucking throat with the knife say, still embedded the knife in his hand. Out of the floor, but not out of his hand. Kind of uses his own arm as a weapon. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty legit. Like a I nail bat it. with a knife in it, but his arm. Yeah. And uh, just as the the sun is closing in, a shot rings out. Is it, wait, wait, is it Sunday? What? I mean, I'm sorry. I just thought a shot rang out in Memphis. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Blood, bloody Sunday. What? What? You, you two reference. 
Brad doesn't get it. I like Slayer. Um, <laughs> I like both. But, uh, yeah, the guy was going to kill uh, the constable, and then uh, the shot rang out, and squirrely Dan it was. Yep, he saves the day. through the window. Yep. Though he's starting to worry now that maybe he's infected. Yeah, because he does it's, come up and put about 12 in each of them. Squirrely yeah. Dan's getting a little, a little too squirrely. He just doesn't double tap them. He, like, quadruple taps them. <laughs> yeah. But they all uh, load up in the car, and they take off. For the place that is safe. Right, and so they're driving down the road, and this helicopter keeps buzzing them, and they're like, huh, maybe this military helicopter doesn't like us. Let's hide somewhere. Oh, look, there's a random car wash out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Let's stop here. (laughs) The car was dirty. Yeah, two birds When you drive on gravel roads, your car is often dirty. Yeah. I... I can attest to that from life experience. I had to get the dust off. So they pull in the car wash to hide from the old uh, helicopter. Apache. But then the... Might have been military. Might have been somebody else. Might have just been some of them kids down the street. But then the car wash starts up. Maybe it was one of those drones. And everybody's a little panicky, you know, on account of the car wash starting up. And someone thought they saw some movement? Yeah. And uh, Squirrelly Dan was like, twitch, twitch. Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, like Constable Tim McGraw-Olfant's like, uh, we're in the car wash that's running. Everything is moving at this point. Of course you saw some movement. And uh, for some reason, the the car can't get traction. Well, because there's soapy water under the tires. Yeah. I spent some time in a car wash, and I can assure you, a car gets plenty of traction in a car wash. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to put your car in neutral, Chris. The sign too. said that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you just hit your brakes and you'll come flying off of the damn track on that thing. <laughs> but anyway. Well, yeah. What, you have a nitpick about this movie, Chris? Come on, really? Hey, I the overlooked... car wash didn't work right. I didn't complain about the fact that Pitchfork Tines grew 18 inches when he stabbed them through people, did I? A little bit while we were watching the movie. Well, yeah, now. (laughs) But I, I, I would love to complain about the fact that Cedar Rapids is literally hundreds of miles from where they're at, even though that seems to be where they expect to walk to. They got time on their side. I guess. I mean, just don't let anybody touch you, unless they die or get killed. Yeah, yeah. Then they'll pass. They'll pass the demon Azazel on to you. Only Zool. Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, all hell breaks loose at the car wash. All hell breaks loose. Crazy start, you uh... Me up for that one. I did. You're welcome, Christian LeBlanc. The crazy start smashing up windows and trying to pull people out. That's uh, actually pretty intense, I will admit. Yeah. It's pretty. That's probably the best part of this movie. I liked it. Uh, Squirrely Dan loses the shotgun because he leans it out the car. Mm-hmm. So now there's, uh... He almost loses his fucking arm to the giant car scrubber. Yeah. So now we got... Uh, they they bust in the back... The crazies bust in the back window. Didn't they, like, rip off... Was it the... 
They ripped the off the front windshield. Yeah, the front windshield. Yeah, it was pretty wild when he ripped off the front windshield. <laughs> I like that the windshield like stayed together, like it's supposed to. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't just, just shatter. Yeah, like it's like, oh, it's a real fucking windshield. Okay. <laughs> kind of peeled it open like a lid. Yeah. And then uh, one of the crazies has a has a hose <laughs> and loops it around Caitlin Snow's neck, and she gets hauled out the back window and hung from the hose. Yeah. And and then Team Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, uh, stops and goes out and, like, takes her down. But apparently it snapped her neck with the force of ripping her out of the car like I probably should have. And she has died. Yeah. And then, uh, and then for, for good measure. Yeah, the military just blows the car the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So now we're down to just a uh, squirrely Dan and uh team country music. So they uh they head off and in an effort to hide, they walk directly down the middle of a uh, a road. It's more conspicuous yep. that way. They'll never think to look for us in a place we shouldn't be walking. You know, down a local <laughs> route. Yep. And uh they come back across where uh Squirrely Dan got Stop stripped earlier. Swirly Dan. Swirly Dan. Yeah. Because he's putting his head in the turlet. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, he's just like the car wash. It, it kind of mussed up his hair a bit. At the car wash, yeah. Do do do. And they uh, there's a car coming up. On the road. So constable. What the fuck. Constable That's decides where cars go. He's gonna stop the car so they can where cars go. You know, get it and get the fuck away from all this. But Squirrely Dan, he has a different plan. He gets a little squirrely. He's gonna, he's gonna go squirrely on this one, I think. Yeah. So he stop strips that car, which makes it, you know, roll around for six minutes. I mean, exciting. the car did hit that stop strip going a good fifty miles an hour. I think it was going faster than fifty. It looked like it was going it was, seventy to eighty. It was hauling ass. It was. That, yeah. It was, it was a big old fucking V eight suburban. That thing was probably moving pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't actually uh, blame them for having that flip. I, I could see that happen. Well, I don't either. Vehicles are pretty, pretty souped up. Yeah. If that's what it is, if it was some sort of U.S. military or government involvement, I'm not sure if it was the military. <laughs> it's unclear. Even still, my dad's done 70 down gravel roads in a suburban. Like that, going 70 is not a big deal. <laughs> I did 85 on the way to Slade, the Slayer show in a PT Cruiser. That was pretty fun. But did you do it on a gravel road? It was, no, it was on like 75. So it was close. The highway. <laughs> the giant interstate. It's nothing like a gravel road. <laughs> and Iowa, there's not much difference, just, just so you know. All their no, interstates are underground. There's a big difference. Um, yeah, so uh, the, the suburban does its best uh, Cirque du Soleil tumbling act and ends up, ends up on its side. And uh, they pull out the driver, who turns out is probably affiliated with everything that's happening. And uh, old Squirrely Dan's like, well, time to put six in this motherfucker! And the constable's like, wait, hey, hey, maybe we could, I don't know, 
not shoot him immediately. And ask him what the fuck is even happening. <laughs> yeah. And well, we did kind of gloss like, over a few things, Chris. Like yeah. uh, I felt like we the, did a lot. Like like the constable assuming that this was water based, and that since the water flowed through town from the west to the east, he shut off the water supply to the town. Oh yeah, we and, skipped all that. That was. That was a and then, part. and then when they're in the barn, no. and <laughs> the, the thing spread that caused the plot of the movie to happen. Doesn't matter. Yeah, and, then, at the end. And, and then when they're in the barn and they capture the military soldier who is oh, yeah, who was told cool. that if he took his gas mask off, he would die. So maybe this is actually airborne. But then they convince the soldier to say that they're not there in exchange for letting him live, and. Then yeah, so military bald military guy in suburban kind of confirms that there was a bioweapon on the plane that crashed. They were actually hauling it, taking it somewhere to be disposed of, but instead it crashed in in Iowa and released a bunch of crazy gas that is supposed to destabilize the area where you release it, like you know, destabilize it with respect to the population, with respect to the population, and it has a. 72 hour incubation period. So at that or so at that point or 48 hours, whatever it is. So at that point, if they hadn't already started showing signs, they probably were safe. Yeah, you'd either dead (coughs) dead or fine. (laughs) Yeah, I just looked at it apparently Chris's jewel is just too strong for him. It's too much. He's (laughs) tripping. So much vape. Not enough, too many ohms, Chris, or not enough ohms, one of the two. More. I I say more ohms. (laughs) So, uh... Smoking snake oil out of that thing, I tell you. So Baldy lets him in on all the secrets. But Squirrely Dan, he's like, eh, you you done talking now, kapow! That's the gun noise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, that's how real guns. That's how. That's real gun noise. Now. You heard my earlier foley work. I think we both. Yeah. We all know. I'm good at this. Blew the whole year's budget on that gun noise. Yep. Now, no CGI the rest of the, the rest of the year. Yeah, we Chris, only I'm get sorry. one yeah. You just did it again. Now we're in the fucking red. Yep. For years. Oh, fuck. Or you, or you go to Patreon.thoughthouseprincess.com. Really? Now we do need it. Before it was just a fun thing. But now we needed to live. Now we need to pay for our sound effects budget. I need doctor food. So, uh, Squirrely Dan ices Baldy. And. A couple times. He, uh, shows that he's lost his shit, pretty much. Two squirrels. By, um, pulling a gun on everybody and saying he's the boss now. We're gonna march down this road. Yeah. And y'all you're gonna go in front of me. That way it's easier to shoot you in the back. He was like, scroll, skip. And then, uh, Constable decides that he's gonna make a power play by casually Walk walking up to him and socking yeah. him in the mouth. Oh, now he yeah. spoke to him for a few seconds. He said, hey, buddy, hey, hey, hey. I know you want to hey. shoot me, but I'm gonna get within arm's reach of you here. Yeah, you remember how deputies aren't allowed to shoot sheriffs? So... Just let me walk close enough to you so I can just sock you in the mouth. And face punch. So now, uh, kudos 
Squirrely is now uh, back to being subservient. Yep. Yeah, he's established dominance again. A little less squirrely. They're uh, they're making their way. Squirrels were never meant to be in charge. To the magical to the world Stop today. Hell! It, takes, it, it takes everything they've got. So much just happened at once. I don't even know what any of it was. <laughs> I said they're making their way through the world today, and it takes everything they've got. I like that neither one of us would stop talking. <laughs> that was awesome. That shows how much we just don't give a it's shit. A th- it's a verbal threesome. <laughs> ah! 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 Also yell. <laughs> ah! Too scary. Ah. So at this point, it's gotten dark. Mm-hmm. It has gotten dark. And, and they're they're trying to get to the magic truck stop that'll fix everything. Yeah, they're probably the Iowa 80 truck stop, which is on the which is east of Cedar Rapids, even though this town is like far west of Cedar Rapids, hundreds of miles west of Cedar Rapids. But I'm sure that's the one they're going to. But there's uh, a how there's many a, hundreds? Like two hundred. You walk that in like amount of time. Sure, yeah, sorry. Sure there's, there's some serious geographical issues with this movie, just so people know. <laughs> and I have mountains, issues with whatever, it. just walk through it. I have strong feelings. Chris is a strong feeling. Okay. Wait, I have Chris? Ew! There's uh, a little bit of Chris in everyone. Ew! Uh, yeah. I had to pay <laughs> a lot of money for the settlement on that. I, I apologize like to all of our listeners. <laughs> it's mostly fingernail. Go ahead. So they make it to a, well, what you call it, a roadblock. Yeah. Where they uh the they had to plan. To so Squirrely Dan is going to go be all squirrely. What? And uh. No. He's going to distract everybody Don't at the roadblock. Troy. Yeah, don't lie to me, Chris. So, uh, Team Country Music can make their way past. And Squirrely Dan, for whatever reason, decides to go up there, get the military all fired up, hide behind a car, empty out all the bolts from his gun. Yeah, because, sure. Why have a chance? And then he uh, totally suicides by cop. Military cop. And they shoot him a couple times. A couple dozen. And then they're like, he's still alive! Shoot him more! <laughs> and so what do you think they do? They shoot him some more. They apologize for the inconvenience. And then shoot him some more. And patch him up and send him on his way. No, they shoot They shoot him. I know. And he, he dead. I know. So now Team Country Music is heading off towards the... Uh, Fabulous truck stop where yep. all of life's problems will be fixed. Yeah, I don't know what the hype is on this truck stop, but truck stop. I mean, it's it's all right. It's no flying J, but it's pretty okay. I used to get drunk at the truck stop bar. Uh, again, it was near the truck stop. It was a bad place. Also true. So they uh, they make it to the truck stop, but there's nobody there. There's a bunch of papers. In in the parking lot. 
but papers can't fix up no sandwiches. That's true. So Team Country Music is like, well, since we're here, we might as well go to the diner and we can uh, sit around and drink some water. Well, because the, the coffee wasn't made, so I guess yeah. not in water. I mean, I I don't know. I would have yelped the hell out of that truck stop. One, One fucking star. star. Service here was terrible. A yeah, non-existent, no practically. Uh, they're rifling around. They decide. Wife finds uh, all the, the old cattle trucks, but they're full of dead, burnt corpse people. Yeah, so like they didn't even like just ship the people out to somewhere safe. They just lit them up inside. Like, one, they shot all of them because there's brass all over the ground. And then apparently they just took a flamethrower to them to just make sure they were very dead. More thorough that way. Yeah. So, uh, old uh, Constable Timothy, et cetera, and so forth. Tim McGraw, Oliphant. He uh, he grabs a backpack and starts loading up on things. Like, like We Heart Iowa t-shirts. And bottles of water. A lighter. Very important uh, lighter. A lighter. Yeah, but apparently, oh, did we, we, we glossed over the pre-recorded message about how you could get a Iowa Hawkeyes helmet filled with ice cream. And again, this is much more uh, Iowa State Cyclone territory than University of Iowa Hawkeye territory. So, uh, just major, major continuity error in this movie. Sorry. Zero out of ten. Yep. I'm not sure. Fair enough. Yeah, don't set a movie where I lived and expect me to not fact check you. <laughs> Chris was in milk money. That's true. He was. And there he are banged Melanie Griffith. Not true. Although uh, I did whack off next to her trailer. <laughs> I didn't know it was her trailer at the time. Yeah, you, know, you were just a teenage boy. You're just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just I, whacking off everywhere. I was like, ah, oh, the picked up. I need a time for me right now. Any trailer will do. <laughs> Chris Lake, I get money for my milk? Yes. <sighs> yeah, then I had to leave. I said, here you go, sir, just like you requested. They said, son, did, did you listen to what we said? Did, did they pay your parents for for your being extra on that movie? They paid me. They paid you, okay. Were you, you weren't 18, though, were you? No. Huh. I'm surprised they didn't pay your parents instead. They paid them with a generic bag of what they called drugs. Yeah. And or a hand job. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the bag was full of, of a guy's yet. hand. <laughs> It's it's you know it's I the mean, modified popcorn tub. It's trick. your hand. You can you know do whatever you want with it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But <laughs> sure would be a shame if your erect penis sure. ended up in this. Yeah. Wink, wink. Wait. <laughs> wink, nudge. Oh, this got so weird. Did, uh, did Snyder or Spacey direct that movie? That's the question. What? According to the terms of the settlement, I'm not allowed to say Snyder Spacey. Okay. <laughs> Uh, topical. <laughs> topical. Yeah. So, uh, moving past hand jobs to semi-trailer, semi-tractors. Um, team country music splits up. Uh, Constable Tim McGraw Oliphant goes and finds a uh, tractor, semi-tractor that was 
apparently having its oil changed and grabs all the keys that he can get his hands on because at least one of those keys will start the truck, presumably. And then he hears the uh, a military radio saying that there was a 10 minutes till D-Day. And then he's like, wait a second. That doesn't seem to be coming from this walkie-talkie right next to me. And he turns it down. And then he hears them starting to count down from somewhere else in the garage. And he's like, uh, that's, that's not okay. And goes and finds out that, uh, Craven, the hunter apparently has parked his pickup in this garage as well. And has even more bodies in it, including military personnel bodies that have radios on them. The Hills have crazies. Yeah. So he decides to head back to, uh, Dr. Silent Faith Hill to just to warn her but we've already but then we see her getting a glass of water while some crazy hunter dude's just watching her from the dark yeah and then the power all goes out and she sees one outside walking around so she hides makes her way in the dark to the uh the walk cooler yeah. Which is full of even more bodies, because, man, these boys were fucking busy. They've been yeah. doing a lot of killing. And, uh, well, they, turns out... They are Craven, the greatest hunter. Old, uh, constable's in there, and does what you would want to do in that situation with your terrified significant other, and just grabs her from behind and covers her mouth. Which is, you know, better than approaching getting shot by her or having her scream. Well, yeah, but still, it, I mean... It probably was the safest move, even though it is a dick move. So, uh, they make their way to the truck. And... It takes everything they've got. Yeah. There's a dead guy in the truck that gets thrown out. But it turns yep. out that the, the none of the keys work. Well, as she says, it's clear in here even though she never looks back in like the sleeper compartment. And I was totally expecting one of the hunter dudes to come like bursting out of the sleeper compartment and attack them. But that's not what happens. He was taking a nap. No. So, uh, no. What? What? Anyway, <laughs> don't you don't tell Brett. No, I do constantly. No, <laughs> no. And <laughs> I can't say that. Chris gets mad. <laughs> That's not true. I get mad about everything that you say. That is yep. true. <laughs> not just oh, that. And uh, anyway, so uh, Constable Tim McGraw Oliphant gets the bright idea that, I don't know, maybe the keys are with the dude who was sitting in the driver's seat of this vehicle. I mean, it's a long shot, but let's go for it, yeah, guys. That's all we got. That's <laughs> great. So he finds the keys, but then... Uh, one of the hunters shows up and starts uh, shooting up the joint. And so, so then, he dives underneath into the mechanics well below the semi-tractor. Yeah. It turns out that uh, the final boss is down there. You know, Baldy McBeefy guy. Get a mohawk. Yeah. So, I'm uh, sorry. Angry Matt Alex. That's how you could tell he was the main bad guy because he had a mohawk. Does that mean that Matt Alex is the main bad guy for everything? Only if they have if mohawks. He, if he still has a mohawk, he might not anymore. Oh, 
he does find out. If he still has the mohawk, I guess he's the main bad guy. Yeah. Matt Alex, send life. us a picture so we can confirm whether or not you have a mohawk. Yeah. I need to know if I have to edit my slash fic. And how big the power bar is. Wait. That sounded wrong. Was also, we will port it on to Christian LeBlanc and have him make a 3D version of this. Fuck the police. So, uh, anyway. So. <laughs> anyway, so. Now we got a uh, shooty hunter who's chasing after uh, Mrs. Country Music. You mean Dr. Silent Faith Hill? Yes, yes, quite. Why can't you remember all this stuff? Lots of reasons. Drugs. <laughs> and uh, she takes care Lex of her little in. little issue with... Uh, lead paint. Well, it's lead, but it ain't paint, brother. Lead pipe. Chris is addicted to bullets. In the drawing room. Yeah. Up his butt. Okay. Those are two <laughs> separate things we're talking about there. Wait, wait. You don't use drawing room as a synonym for your butt? I I will now, but I, I haven't. Have. I haven't yet. I mean, it makes Clue way more interesting. I never even heard the word butt until I was like 15. I just knew it was my drawing room. <laughs> I did it the opposite way, so I always said it's Miss Scarlet in my butt with a candlestick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I got kicked out of Sunday school. Always in the butt with the candlestick. Not always, I mean... Usually. You gotta have some variants. If you can help it. I mean, Jumping Jack Flash did sit on the candlestick. Um, was it Bob... Bob McClain? Taught me that? Was such a weird term. Don McClain. Don McClain taught me that. It was Don McClain. Yeah. yeah. Don... McLean. Yeah, you know, the guy with American Pie. I don't fucking know because, who that is. I because Fire is right. the devil's only friend. Yeah. American Pie. Come on, seriously? Well, yeah, I remember that movie, but I don't know that. Yeah, it's, yeah, Don McLean, a steamed screenwriter of fucking American Pie, you fucking jack-off. <laughs> no, I didn't know. Stupid Jack Flash, you know, sat on apple pie. <laughs> yeah. The day the music died. What? <laughs> Drove my Chevy the to the levee, then I fucked myself a pie. I believe one <laughs> yeah. of the lyrics. With the whiskey while drinking whiskey and rye. <laughs> Saying, man, I sure fucked this goddamn pie. <laughs> I don't know what I missed, but all right. That makes it even better that you don't understand any of what's happening. Jesus Christ. You said some guy's name I don't know, and then all of this. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, am I wrong? Well, you ain't right. So anyway, there's an epic battle underneath a semi. Yeah. Well, we get Schrodinger's lighter. I mean, Chekhov's lighter. Sure. The big old Q lighter. Yeah, the yeah. one that works even though a brand new lighter doesn't have fluid in it. Oh, my the God. Trip lighter. He filled well, the no. lighter off screen. No, no, he literally pulls it off the shelf and then lights it just to prove that it fucking lights, Chris. That's that's not how it works. That's not what they do. It doesn't matter. Wait, they what, established... you yelled at me? Because you were... What? You said it... They I'm... established earlier in the movie that that fucking lighter would light, Chris, so you can't complain about it. I still ah, can complain. He was right that's... to yell at you. Damn it, Chris, get your shit together. <laughs> that's still not how, how new Zippo lighters... Although I was Zappo. disappointed that they went with Quick Trip for the brand on this 
scream instead of maybe a Casey's or a come and go. That's not a real thing. I like the sound of that. Language. Come and go. <laughs> come and go is a hundred percent a real fucking gas station in Iowa. Okay. K U M. Boring. Space N space G O. A come, come and go, go is what you also get known, from a prostitute. Also known as the ejaculate and evacuate and the shoot and scoot. Weird. I was yeah. weird, man. The fuck yeah. <laughs> I will not disagree with you like one people. bit on that. <laughs> but but come and go is okay, literally, Chris, I grew up five miles from the town of Cumming. So basically my entire teenage life I was five minutes away from coming. Sounds sticky. Yep. That'd be but weren't we all? Yeah. And one of our senators, one of the state senators to the to the fucking U.S. Senate was born there. So, yeah. But anyway, where yeah, were we? No. On the couch in the basement at the uh, house. Yes, that's exactly what I meant. Thank you. Yeah, you know, the couch that Brett was going to shoot all over. <laughs> Across. Across, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so... Um, uh, underneath the semi-tractor, uh, Constable Tim McGraw-Oliphant splashes used motor oil all over the bad guy and then lights him up with a lighter where he instantly bursts into tremendous flames as if he'd been guy. doused in kerosene or something. Yeah. yeah. And they... Uh, the main boss. They ride the, the semi off into the sunset. Well... Until well, the fucking military drops a nuke on Ogden Marsh, Iowa. Yeah. I like Where it. they literally show, like, the back window of the semi-tractor, like, bust, bursting inwards towards the face of Dr. Silent Faith Hill. And she comes out of it with zero scratches. Also, neither of them were affected by the blindingly strong flash of light that's caused by a nuclear oh. device. Oh, but at least the at least the tractor does get fucking tossed around like it's in Twister by the uh, the shockwave from the blast. Yeah, I can explain everything. Oh, good. You see, when that nuclear explosion happened, mm-hmm. it turned Wait, the truck into what some kind of sort explosion? Of nuclear. Okay, good. Nuclear explosion. <laughs> Thank you, George W. It turned the turned the truck into some sort of a super truck. <laughs> yes, it irradiated it. It was bitten by a radioactive spider and became spider truck. <laughs> truck, super truck, does all <laughs> of the truck, guys. Good. It's real solid. It's real, <laughs> real solid. Yep. <laughs> Are you singing the song you got, Chris? I sang my song earlier. That's a terrible song. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess, the musical. And oh, uh, so anyway, so they, they get out of the, the, the truck completely unscathed, despite having glass flying at their faces and being tossed around like a fucking pinball by the shockwave. And they proceed to walk a, a matter of miles to Cedar Rapids, despite the fact that Cedar Rapids is literally hundreds of miles away. 
Chris said that he thought it was 15 steps. I don't recall that. That's exactly what you said. I, I'm going to believe Brett on this one, Chris. Sorry. Sorry, Chris. Really? That's what you believe Brett on? Yep, that's the only thing I believe <laughs> Brett on. All right, that's fair. That is fair. <laughs> I wouldn't believe me about anything else. So, uh, movie over. Yeah. They're probably going to blow up Cedar Rapids now. Yeah, even though Cedar Rapids is nowhere near where they're walking, but that's fine. 15 steps. So, Brett. What? What do you think about this thing? I liked it. It was good. Pretty intense scenes. Like we talked about, the car wash scene was pretty intense. Uh, the the one that Chris skipped over when Troy gave us that quick recap four-fifths of the way into the podcast and reminded yeah. us about the soldier getting his helmet took off and all that. That was pretty great. The uh, movie really threw me for a loop. What was it, about 40 minutes in when they all got kidnapped by the government? 30 minutes in, maybe? I don't yeah, I think closer to 30. Yeah, it was just... It's, yeah, at first you think it's just a zombie infection movie, then the maybe it's the U.S. military shows up. And it was, I liked it. It was good. Uh, Constable was good. Old Squirrely Dan was good. Wife Lady, sure. Faith, Grawl, Hill, Snow, McGraw, Faith. Pregnant. Whatever her name was. But uh, I liked it. It was crazy. Lit fam all around. Great. Oh, I'd watch it, I guess. Oh, that too. Thanks for translating that into people talk. I like how Troy <laughs> looks aggravated after that. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. It's it's okay. It's not great. It's not terrible. It deserves every bit of the middle-of-the-road ratings people seem to give it on your various... Uh, websites the some stuff's a little little heavy handed could do with a little more subtlety it has a pretty good it builds up some pretty good tension in some scenes ah, I don't really have strong feelings one way or another it's a pretty good I'd say this is a a good hungover Sunday morning kind of movie you're like, eh, I don't know. I just need something on that I can stare at. It's entertaining enough. Will you remember this movie tomorrow? Maybe not. But you'll have an okay time watching it. I mean, a guy does jab a bunch of people with a pitchfork. Dr. Pitchfork. Yeah. A bunch of people get set on fire. Dr. Fire. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I don't know. I say, uh... Sure, you could do worse. God knows we have. Mr. Troy? Wow, am I have two minds of this movie on this movie. Um I mean, part of me who grew up not terribly far away from where this movie was shot just and also set cuz at one point they give a set of coordinates for where all this is going down and I paused the movie typed them into my computer to see where exactly these coordinates were supposed to be situated. Nerd. And like I said, yeah, yeah, big nerd. They're literally hundreds of miles away from Cedar Rapids that they kept referencing in this movie for some goddamn reason. I'm not sure it's just because, like, the Cedar Rapids movie, like, with uh, with John C. Riley came out not, and uh, what, Anne Hesch came out not too long before this movie did. 
and somehow that's the most famous city in Iowa. But yeah, Iowa. there there's like two more cities close. There's at least two decent sized cities closer to where this movie was supposed to be set than Cedar Rapids. And uh, so, you know, part of me is just like, God damn it. If you're going to set a movie somewhere, at least like Google map it to see where the fuck the nearest city is. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but yeah, like a couple of scenes were amazing. Like the, the car wash scene is literally is the best scene in this movie and it's a real good scene i really enjoyed it the truck stop stuff was pretty darn good uh i like that there was two sets of bad guys there are the fucking crazies running around the people infected with this bio weapon and then you also have the military who's just like we will kill anybody rather than let them outside the perimeter because this is a quarantine situation and god damn it if we were letting anyone outside of this area to be infected by this bio weapon so I always like movies where there's two sets of bad guys. So that's always good. Um, but the rest of this movie was kind of slow. The score on this is super heavy handed. Like the score would always let you know when there was something dramatic or scary happening because God damn it. If they didn't like hit those cat, those jump scares as hard as possible with the score and also just, score everything to let you know exactly how you're supposed to feel about the scene that's happening. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can recommend this movie. I would probably say skip it. Um, I would like to say in the credits, they tell you to go to ogdenmarsh.com to find out the true story. So I did. And some like Filipino blogger has taken over that site since this movie has come out. Nice. So I have no idea what the true story of OgdenMarsh.com is, but it is now a uh, non-English blogger that is is blogging about the true story, apparently. (laughs) So uh, everyone enjoy that. Uh, So Chris, what are we watching next week? Next up is After Death. Yes. As recommended by Mr. Green. Mr. Green's. Yep. Who knows what I know nothing about it. Probably be after death things. Yeah, maybe. So, Brett. Spooky ghost monsters. Uh Uh-huh. Also, other things. Also, how would people, how can people get a hold of us? Spooky. Facebooks. Find us on the Facebooks because we're Slaughterhouse Princess. You can find us on emails because we're Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast at gmail.com. You can, can I interrupt you on... for just one second, Brett? Uh-huh. And uh, I would like to uh, thank Christian LeBlanc for uh, listening to the last episode and literally sending us a pen and paper email by <laughs> by writing some shit out some shit out on post-it notes, taking a picture of it and emailing it to us. Yeah, well played. Yeah, so uh, as well uh, Brett has referenced earlier in the podcast, Christian, fuck the fuck police. Fuck the police. I would send you a pat in the head in the mail if I could. Although I am disappointed that these were not uh, sent in 3D. I would prefer uh, like ransom note letters, so you know, keep that in mind. Yeah. So anyway, Brett, you may continue with your uh, your required duties. Seven, four, three. 
Nine. Is that right? No. What are we doing? The you one thing you have to do. SlaughterhousePrincessPodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. We are the internet at SlaughterhousePrincess.com. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Stitcher. But I called it the one time Twitcher. That was pretty good. Uh, Twitter, the Slaughter Prince. Uh, we're on Reddit, SHP Podcast. Store.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Bank.slaughterhouseprincess.com. <laughs> Discord. Yeah. Discord also. Slaughterhouseprincess.com. They're similar. It's easy to get mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the whole mess. If it ain't, that's close enough. It, it was 100% a mess. So come back for After Death. You're a mess. And uh, while other podcasts think about movies, we will definitely be drinking about movies. Bye. Oh, wait, by the way, we watched this movie thanks to supposed real cousin, Brett Sontag, two-legged bringer of destruction. Toss that at the end, Chris. <laughs> oh, now i got to actually edit something. No, you could, do, you could do an outro as well, but just toss that in at the end somewhere before or after the outro. I don't <laughs> Double care. Double <laughs> outro. Put it right in the middle of the music.